All right, it is time for my favorite part of the week. It is time for the horse racing happy hour. For the first time, Megan, I'm used to having Louie here with me. And Louie's not here, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm alone. I'm all by myself. Mm-hmm. How are you, my Louis, Louis is in like a basement somewhere. Louis, I don't know. Okay. Louis has been kidnapped. He, he may have been kidnapped. <laughs> if you have listened to this show and previous iterations of this show, you will understand this reference. But I am deep within the bowels of my sister's unrenovated basement. <laughs> I really hope someone gets that reference. Cheers. I do like that you have somewhat of a green screen behind you. I'm hoping there's a good video this week, and you'll just put King Guillermo behind me. Cheers for a drink. That's hilarious. And, um, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> early. What are people drinking, by the way? Oh, Mike doesn't. <laughs> Mike's uh, not a fan. I'm drinking something for you. I'm drinking oh. uh, Featherbone, which is a bourbon whiskey from Michigan, from Three oh, Oaks, Michigan. Look at that. Journeyman, Journeyman Distillery. This is how you know that my sister has me for a brother because she had an old bottle of Knob Creek Hunter Proof just sitting in the, in the liquor cabinet here There's because I had in there. I, uh, not anymore. Um, oh. yeah, not, not anymore. Louis's um, got a lot of kids and he's on vacation. Did you? <laughs> these are them. So, um, so, uh, so you're gonna need another one of those. And actually, I, this is a whiskey I really like. So this is good. Oh, now Creek's good. There you man. go. That was my first yeah, yeah. ever bourbon tasting. Like the first. I'm, I'm I did. still on the larceny here because yeah. I'm. I haven't gone to buy more bourbon because I'm gonna come to Kentucky. So yeah, it is. We will uh-huh. meet for the first time. In this person. is so exciting. Is, this is an exciting We might show. even do the show all together. Next, next week, week, right? Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Although I gotta I gotta as soon as our show's over, I gotta hit the road too. So uh um, right, well, whatever, it's fine. You know, one week together and then we're I'm out. Yeah. So this yeah. this you is you don't like, wanna hang out with us, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I would love to hang out with you. <laughs> Mike's big time and us just <laughs> Megan, Megan moves here. He's like, yeah, I got a big time. Yeah. I got to go. I'm just really, I'm really pumped though that Megan's going to be in person. We got good news today as a show. Uh, not, it's what not, is that good news? It's not groundbreaking news, but just, you know, kind of sure things up with ESPN 680 here in Louisville about our mm-hmm. derby coverage. And I mean, they basically threw us the keys to the car. I mean, it was, uh, it's going to yeah. be awesome. And uh, we're looking, I mean, I would think we're going to have about, what would you say, Louie, about probably more than likely eight hours of coverage. Wow. I had put all the numbers together. So yeah, three, <laughs> six, <laughs> seven. Yeah. At least eight. Yeah. Eight hours like of that. coverage. And the, yeah. what, what I think is exciting for our listeners on the podcast, which we have all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, is that you're going to be able to stream us live on iHeartRadio through this, uh, you know, just pick up that stream and interact with us live on the show. I'm sure Louie will have the yep. Twitter machine going. Yep. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be handicapping races that are live at Churchill Downs. We'll be, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be great. And it's, it's very likely given the current climate that we'll be outdoors. And I right. agree I'm with hoping, that move. I'm hoping. I agree with that move, frankly, which means that we're very likely going to be, um, on the front stretch for the shows. And so, um, it will be very sweaty, but the good news is you don't have to look at us. And so, uh, the, the coverage will happen during the early races, so we'll be able to kind of talk about the races as they're happening. I plan to be on Twitter the entire time, so that people want to kind of tweet at us who they like, who they like, who we'll they give don't like, you know, for what reasons. We'll definitely give shout outs, so we're excited about that. Hey, do I have to drink for out. just saying shout? Ah, oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that wasn't. The, the, it was a different the show. Kind of just shout out. stops. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. All right. So I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be. I think we're going to bring a whole nother just level to interactive horse racing radio it's going to be mm-hmm. freaking awesome and i'm 
I'm yeah. pumped about it. And we used to do the show. So people don't realize I've, right. I've done derby coverage. Um, me and Megan and I have done derby coverage since what? I mean, is this a humble brag? Humble, humble brag. Oh, it is a humble just, finish brag. It, just finish it. Just bring it all to us. It's been about, I don't know. Happening. It's, it's, it's been almost 10 years. So, right. um, right. and I've, we, wow. we've done the radio from the, the top mm -hmm. of the, of the 300 level before and top of the media section. I've done it. We've done it from the media center most years. Uh, right. I definitely enjoy doing it outside the most. Good thing. We're not having a mixtape. Um, I <laughs> I definitely enjoy doing it out, you know, when we can be kind of in the air and I can have Do a you cigar. enjoy doing it outside, Mike? I enjoy doing it outside. Yes, thank you. Attaboy. There you there go. You go. Have you ever? <laughs> no. Let's play Have You Ever Ever. No. Um, um, I, you know, Megan would win. Keep going. I can have a cigar <laughs> on the air. That's the that's the bonus. Whoa, no, I know. There you go. I know, yeah, for sure. Well, Megan will get a cigar. Only if they're Fumigation in the 320 section. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah we definitely need to find a cigar sponsor. So if you're out there. You know, and, and that's the other kind of I cool like thing. cigars. I'll smoke a cigar. You'll have a cigar? All right. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. I love I'm it. Doing that. Um <laughs> I, I mean, that is definitely the the benefit is like having a cigar, doing the show, watching the races. Uh, it's it doesn't get much better than that. So mm -hmm. we're hoping. I, although right now, what would your bet be? Fans, no fans. Fans. You're still on no the fans. fan train. No, no fans. Extremely, no extremely fans. limited. Extremely no limited. So I did talk, just kind of wondered what heck was going on on that front. And I, I think uh, I've mentioned on the show that our family's had a box that's been in our family 70 plus years. Is that a humble brag? Uh, yeah, we got to drink twice. We didn't drink for the other one. <laughs> I did. But I'll drink to this one too. And I'm talking mm -hmm. right now because we have a we have a penchant as a show to just stop talking to drink, which is fine. <laughs> but if yeah, we're going to be the on the audience, radio, the audience knows they know, what's, they know what's going on. They're if we're going to be on the radio, we're fine. just going to leave dead air. The poor producers are going to be like, hey, Whatever. hey, quit drinking. Stop Listen, talking. we'll have like a sound effect for it. It's fine. The Churchill Downs basically <laughs> just checked in though with our family just to kind of say, hey, do you, you know, are you going to want your box? And mm -hmm. my grandmother, of course, said yes. And then they were kind of non-committal committal after that. Like, I, I don't know if they're just if they're having trouble figuring out what it, it's all going to look like. It's definitely not going to be the social event it usually is. Obviously. Right. right? And right. so you're not going to have the pomp and sir. Uh, first off, first question, are you wearing like the floral, bright blues, pinks colors? Like, are you, or are you going to go like a little bit more of a fall uh, fall thing? What on kinda, Friday? Just in general. Like, are you going to kind of do the normal spring oh. colors? Or are you going to go? That is a good question. I don't you know. Look, does, look, it at, does, look at me bringing the fashion change. to the show. I know. I did not expect that. Yeah. It does change. Even your hats as well, your uh, oh, yeah. your millinery. You have to in summer and spring you can do straw, but in fall and winter, then you have to go more towards like felt hats and. You know, I'm doing totally the driver's cap. I'm doing the driver's cap for sure. Okay, here cap. here's why that's ridiculous. It is going to be 105 degrees when the derby. Goes I don't off. care. I'm still wearing the wearing the driver's. It cap. isn't fall. September is not fall in Kentucky. <laughs> I'm sorry. It it can be, but it's not often. You're right. Indian summer. It's, is that yeah. is that racist? Yeah. I yeah. apologize. All Labor Day weekend, America. though, but the, I mean, just the Labor Day weekend. <laughs> it, I, it's your I, last chance to wear white that Saturday then, right? It, I'm wearing. Oh, uh, is it? Okay. I'm too pale to wear white, but. <laughs> I look like Where a does Megan end in that, in that oh. jumpsuit begin? Yeah, right. The, um, no, but I'll wear seer soccer both days. That's just how it goes. Because it's going to be 100 degrees. That's just how it goes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, if it's just, I mean, if it's media only, you know it is. if it's media only, how dressed up will media get if it's media only? And the and the point of that, too, is, I mean, the shirt's going to be undone pretty early if it's a, if it's 95 <laughs> degrees out. And we're at the top of the 300 section. Does, the, that make us, the, does that make us explicit? The, 
the where, no, but I mean the 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 wind does not get up there. I'll tell there you right is now, no circulation of air. It is. Woof. I will. Um, if we had weather like today, I mean Kentucky's oh. gorgeous right now. This is the mm-hmm. best August weather we've ever had. So there you uh, go. It's fantastic. I mean, it was like in the low sixties this morning with mm-hmm. no humidity. I mean, it would. I'd, I'd take that all day long. So, yeah. so just to recap all that. Um, just to bring it back to what people are. If you're in Louisville, of course, 680-1057. We're also going to be on 93 Nights. We'll be on all platforms over at ESPN Louisville. If you're listening online, like not over, well over 93% of you do, um, we'll make sure that the stream is available to everyone, either through the ESPN Louisville homepage, mm-hmm. or we'll make sure I that heart. you can find us on iHeart or TuneIn. Uh, the TuneIn sure. app will work for yep. our shows. And, uh, you know, all the information will be on Twitter, at Horse Happy Hour. We always mention the Twitter page at, like, minute one hour and 15 minutes i'm trying to mention it we still get a lot of twitter love though we get a lot of y'all are great on twitter but the uh you know so you know just follow us on twitter at horse happy hour a lot of good information there you'll get my random tuesday night picks at uh, assiniboia downs for example for no reason and we're Um, gonna have sponsorship opportunities available too we we yeah 100 more info to come what let's say you get somebody to sponsor our twitter page obviously yeah that'd be totally fine yes very available um our we are for sale <laughs> I can to only a certain ex- to a certain extent. Well, I don't God. know what will Megan do for a thousand dollars. No, okay. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Sorry, oh. I didn't want to go, and he went there. <laughs> He's like, hold my bourbon. I already know what Louie will do for a thousand dollars. So it's, yeah, okay. that's, the problem. that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. We get it. So, anyways, <laughs> all right. So we had a pretty big week last week, and I'm mean, yeah. pretty exciting. Saratoga lived up to its name as the Graveyard Champions. Uh, and you know, I kind of hold on a minute. I heard it, it. There was a debate about that. Is it the graveyard of champions or the graveyard of favorites? I think it's the graveyard of favorites. Okay, either way, it still works here. Okay, well, <laughs> just saying. All right, I'm gra- interested in that actually, debate. Megan, because debate. Be, yeah, because I've always heard champions, mm-hmm. but I'm not in New York. So, so Twitter polls are graveyard champions like, or graveyard favorites. Yeah, boom. Throw it on I'm Twitter. Putting it up right now. All right, putting it up right now. <laughs> but exactly. we know. In this case, it was for both because we had Bisu. Which I don't think any of us saw get beat, and Tom's oh. Day Tot uh, get beat. I, I did say that I had a gut feeling that Tom's Day Tot. Now, I'd, Tom's Day Tot defense, man, that stumble out of the gate was, that was real. That was not great. Yeah. And and I thought still ran a pretty good effort considering. For sure. How and to terrible. go wide too and finish well. I mean, if that race would have been longer, I think he definitely would have been up there. He made up so much ground. So it, in, in my opinion, you know, because I do the Breeders' Cup Classic rankings, it didn't take away from him. He was still included in the top rankings for me well I, you have to include him for sure I, yeah. I do think that there's still this like you know he struggles in grade ones i think that's mm-hmm. that's still there mm-hmm. he was next to improbable who was just a complete asshole in the gate i mean always is and always is but in this case was yeah he's, yeah, I mean, he's improbable yeah he was improbable and and actually yeah. in this case i was i, I was watching because i was like well is improbable gonna get out of the gate well improbable broke fantastic Mm-hmm. But, for the first time ever <laughs> right and uh and ran a great race i mean I th- the speed yeah. figure if i don't forget improbable speed figure was was just incredible uh, and that's two races in a row frankly yeah he, yeah no he's starting to make a case for being oh. the best top the top older horse and that's not something we talked about i, I even mentioned on the show i thought Tom Tom was going to win but i thought the, the mm-hmm. main trouble could come from improbable last week mm-hmm. and i even said out loud that wasn't something i was saying a year ago the thing is, is that he's absolutely one of those horses, and we talked about it a little bit, I think, last week and the week before, is that 
mentally he's always been so immature and his Achilles heel is the fact that he doesn't get out of the gate very well. Right. Um, but even watching him around the barns, like I remember when he was running um, on the Derby trail and, and being there and getting some, you know, footage like we do with NBC, like he was always looking around. He's always looking at something to, to spook at. He just is so active in his head. He can't ever focus. So he's on got ADHD. Aspect. Pretty much, but he's, yeah. he's just young. He's immature, you know? So that, that mental aspect, I think, has gotten a lot better for him as he's gotten older and therefore he's he's more you know you he's think, more talented as a racehorse you think boys get more mature as they get older that's that's <laughs> point one and point two over here well so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. i mean where was he and where was improbable in your rankings i haven't seen your rankings by the way um has like, anyone no, she's not helping the show I don't, at all i, I, I mean, think i forgot not. to tweet it out actually. i mean she's big time <laughs> and you were hanging out with rankings. donna brothers last night and i, yeah, I know i did yeah. no you know what though that was a really fun event and if um if anybody didn't or whoever missed it um definitely tune in next time so it was an event for the backside learning center at Churchill downs which is a really great organization and they they um maybe help, Louis and I uh, a lot there. of the the families there yeah may, no i mean louie yeah. you're so talented with that right they're always taking volunteers and and of course donations too but a third of the um workers on the backside are are women and so it was kind of a, a woman focused event but obviously they have programs for for all genders and all ages and everything and they do um, english classes and activities and summer programs and you know and help everybody so it was really nice to be involved with that i think that's her point mike that i i'm multilingual so i would be in the linguistics camp to teach english with you all with so <laughs> Muy <laughs> Estudio en uh, Escuela por siete años, pero Not, you, know. you know what? Though, like my wife, Caro El Baño, El Baño. That that kind of happened though, like in my uh, with my wife when she started her teaching career. She was in a rural school that had a whole lot of Spanish, you know, farmhand kids, yep. and uh, she they didn't really have an ESL program. I mean, she basically had to do it on the fly and learn how to how to mm -hmm. do that. So. Um, it's, it definitely... Kids are remarkable language learners, and it's really fun to watch them learn other languages. So I'm sure yeah. she had a blast too. Yeah, I can't wait right, to so... see how many languages your 17 kids <laughs> learn. My, I, I have too. a, I have a. Uh, no, Louis heard. Yeah, I have a 10 year old with. So my 10 year old has an incredible memory. He's got some processing stuff, but he's got a, I would guess eight or nine hundred word French vocabulary. Hmm. All right, nice. Wow. Just from hanging out with me. Yeah, That's these. Cool. Humble brag. So back to yeah. Are we doing Tom's Day Todd still, or are we doing BC? I want to. I want to know. I want to know Megan's top ten. Oh, okay, that's oh, fair. I gotta go in my email and. Well, Bizu lost too, so thing. I mean, that's that BC was your number one. Can we BZU can we talk lost. about that? Can we talk Let's, about? We can BZU? talk about vexatious beating Bizu. Okay. Shocked there. I'm, I'm not gonna find. You know what it is? I <clears throat> two things. Um. Yes, I am shocked because I still think that she is a much better horse than that. Um, I love Ricardo Santana, but I am going to besmirch him for a moment. Oh, besmirch man. Because he never, Louis first of all, Santana. I, think he, I think he waited too long to move. When, uh, when Mike rode Midnight Bizu in the personal ensign um, last year, it was a mile and an eighth at Saratoga, same thing moved way earlier moved to like the three and a half because the horse is also carrying more weight um than others and so you need time to build that momentum and and even last year she was she beat a late by like a nose but that move happened much 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 earlier and gave her the opportunity to get up to top speed that didn't happen this year ricardo moved a lot slower and he never once went to the left-handed stick i mean that's something that 
I think sets riders apart from Hall of Fame riders and uh, and others, you know, is the ability to to use all the tools at hand. Right, and whether you, he started with that and then went to the right-handed stick, but it just never happened for her. And so she didn't get to get into another gear. So explain that why that's important, though, because I think, you know, you obviously have a little bit more knowledge here than, than most of us. Why is not going to the, you know, only whipping on one I, side? Why is that important? You, you have to you have to change it up a little bit. I mean, it kind of becomes white noise. Um, you know, so if you're, if somebody's always saying the same thing or doing the same thing, you just kind of tune it out a little bit, but switching that up allows you to, to change something on the horse and they may be able to respond a little bit better. And some horses are more sensitive to one side than the other. So the fact that he never went to that uh, at all in the stretch, it was just right hand, put it away. And then I think he might've showed, I don't even know if he showed it to her actually. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think Ricardo's an excellent rider. I just think that Mike gets along with this horse a lot better. And had he been allowed to fly in and ride here, I think she would have won because I think he would have moved earlier. I think he would have used the left hand and I just think he knows her a bit better. So I, you know, it was disappointing, but I think that I'm not going to hold that against her because watching that replay, I think there were a lot of reasons for her loss. And, you know, she still lost by what a small margin. So it's not, it's not a terrible reversal in form i think it just has to do with circumstance so what about vexatious where what are you what are your takeaways from vexatious i think that was a really big effort for her um and it was a really smart ride um so it definitely moved her up um in my book but i still think bisu is a better horse i i and i don't think anyone doubts that i mean i yeah i mean, I mean good horses get beat that happens yeah. right I mean, and, and especially good for Jack, Jack Sisserson too. I mean, he's done a lot of great work. We mentioned him, I think, last week. He was the yep. um, long, long, long time assistant for Doug O'Neill, and he's gone out on his own. He trains for Calumet Farm as their private trainer now, and that was his first Grade One victory. So he's a guy that that works really hard, and he's been in it for a long time. So you know, I, I like the fact that he was able to get that. But again, I just think that Bisu should have won that race. So is Bisu where still is your King one? Guillermo in your top ten? <laughs> he's not if, in my top ten. Is Bisu number one still? <laughs> no, Bisu moved down. Okay. Um, is uh, and where? Who is your number one? Gosh, you're gonna make me look this up. I, I mean, remember. I don't think it's really hard for you to remember who you it voted is, number it one. Is, yeah, it is. <laughs> I gotta look back and the whole. She's thing. really busy having. I am busy. Cocktails with pack and stuff. Cocktails with Kate and Bazaar. I don't know. This is the topic. This is it. We rely on you for these. Things. I'm unprepared. I, I don't get to vote. Do you get to vote, Louie? Not. This year? No, but hopefully soon. Maybe they'll figure <laughs> out that hey, the the you know these guys need to vote. You know, mm-hmm. King Yerbo yeah. has a first place vote. What is this? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Why is that? Two, two first place votes. Why is oh, King yeah. Yermo one and Matoli two <laughs> and Field Pass three? <laughs> Bricks and mortar number two. What is this? Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't find it, so uh, I don't uh, know. All right, okay, so I'll, Tom... I'll I'll try to find it and put it out on Twitter. So there okay, high level show here. Right. So thousand words wins a Del Mar. Um, in, in a one horse field, how do people feel about Cezanne? Go. Well, Cezanne's obviously not going to run in the Kentucky Derby. So, yeah, but a, and, Cezanne, yep. and one turn sprint horse, Cezanne's going to have an unbelievable career. Hopefully, going to be a horse that we're going to see for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm you got to make back that $3.6 million. Well, I'm more <laughs> that, in, that investment, though. <laughs> sure. But what about, you know, Honor AP in this, you know, yeah. What Never you, liked him. <laughs> ever. I understand that. Was he in your top 10 last year, last week? Because Megan I had to. Because the LeVar Ball of, never had him. Never liked him. Never had him. Undefeated. <laughs> I uh, never liked him. Stay in your lane. Oh, All right. but and, and I think to, to Megan's <laughs> I never point, liked him. to Megan's point, though, I don't know what we got 
what we learned about thousand words because of the distance. I don't know if, you know, it was a huge effort. It's thousand mm -hmm. words gets more points, probably gets a little bit more play. I, I still think thousand words is not a, uh, it would be someone I would, you know, Louie and I like to go through the derby field and eliminate horses. I think thousand words is still someone I would eliminate. Yeah. Um, he's That's a grade two, grade three, three horse. I mean, I think, I think he's still going to be around in some spots, but he's not a grade one horse. That's what that race was great for was that we could knock those four horses out of our derby trifecta box. Yeah. Essentially. I would, yeah. I would agree with that. I would. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we need to say much more about that. Do you? Nope. All right, Louie. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little Del Mar, probably a shorter Ooh. segment and then uh, move on to the spa Toga. because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big day of racing. So you know, even yeah. with Del, but Del Mar's got the two races at Del Mar, you know, are well, the one race at Del Mar is really good. Uh, but the well, I can't say that the, the other one's just they're two year olds, we don't know yet. So just, just get to break, okay? Well, we'll be right back. This is the horse racing. Happy Hour. All right, we are back on the horse racing happy hour. Both uh both of those songs uh are songs from when I was when I wore a younger man's pants. Nineteen ninety four? Those are high school. Those are high school songs for sure. Yeah, they was <laughs> middle school for me, dog. Yep. Yeah, it was like regulate Warren G. Was I, I was, born? I don't know you what are. year were you born. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I should say that publicly. <laughs> okay, all right. Pro probably not. Megan, I know, and the answer is yes. No, the answer is yes. Oh, she was okay. born. All right. Okay. Yep. Oh. Sweet. All right. So we're gonna talk a little Del Mar. We got two stakes races at Del Mar, including. The first mm -hmm. one we're going to talk about is the Grade Two Best Pal, $150,000 race, and this is basically like one of the first major two-year-old races to kind of get ready for next year's Derby Trail. And mm -hmm. uh, we see that because when we look at some of the horses that have run in this, we've actually who who can tell me the last Derby winner? And I can't say the race in this, but I know for sure to come in the top three, the last Ooh. Derby winner to come in the top three that has raced in the Best Pal Del Mar, Nyquist. I was going to guess that too. That is correct. Nyquist won this race in 2015. Um, I'll have another came in second in 2011. So mm. there you go. So we've had Nyquist. Nice. I'll have another. We've had uh, looking at Lucky. Mm -hmm. um, we've had Instagram win this race. Yep. <laughs> so, it, this was his splash. No, this yeah, was this his splash, it. and everyone thought Viral. this is this is the kickoff to a great career, and it just never happened. Never As happened. a sprinter, super exciting. <laughs> Super he was always a sprinter. <laughs> Look at him. Sure, but I mean, just people getting excited about two-year-olds is always. But that's what's so dumb about it is look at the horse. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're going to grow a little bit. No, I'm sorry. When you talk, when you actually. Who's your friend that you're besmirching right now? It's, I'm sorry, Terry Bird. She was my there college advisor. She bred the horse. I just, but she, but they didn't own it. That's the difference. It, I think it was OXO Equine who owned it. But right. no, he just, he was tiny and he looked like a sprinter and he was very talented at sprinting. So keep the horse where they're comfortable, you know? So that we would got, be a classic distance. And of course, we got like the greatest, the horse with the greatest name of 2020 in this race, who's uh, who is I believe, uh, no, she one for one. I'm sorry, one has came in third and came in one one race. Uh, that is of course herd immunity. I love the fact that herd immunity is in this race. Um, but any any takers here, Megan, on this uh, on this two year old race? We don't have a whole lot of data on these guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with the Wesley Ward horse probably Roderick, Roderick the four. I just, 
you know, you, you mentioned talking about this is the start of the Derby Trail. This horse will probably not be there because that doesn't seem to be the Wesley Ward way of things. But as right. a juvenile in the Breeders' Cup, sure, I think maybe we see. Um, but I do think for for the purpose of this race specifically, he's got the best numbers coming in here. You know, all of these horses are coming out of maiden special weight races, so they're all making a big jump up in class. But he just seems to be very fast. He's very talented. I like that he went five furlongs as compared. I know it's not that big of a difference, but as compared to the ones that are coming out of four and a half furlongs, I do think that that little bit of extra distance does um, make a difference. So I'm going to take him on top. But I also include the five herd immunity because he does have that back class. He ran um, third or no, he ran, yeah, third in the grade three Bashford Manor at Churchill Downs. And that was that race mm -hmm. with Casadero, who was, um, the Steve Asmussen horse that everyone thought so highly of. So that was just, Perfect, it played out the way that it was supposed to. Right. So I, I like the fact that he at least got that experience. Now we're going to run him with blinkers off for the first time. I think that's fine. Like you're a, you're a huge blinkers on person, that. obviously. So it depends on the horse. I have more to say about that too, but we'll, I guess, get to that another time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I watched the workouts on some of these horses. Um, <clears throat> the one Sonic Breeze, I thought uh, the horse actually worked with blinkers and he's not going to wear them, which is interesting, but he <laughs> was held and beaten by his company. So I think he was just kind of used as a workhorse for somebody else. And then um, Schnell, the three horse I watched too for Simon Callahan, he was about five wide and he never passed. There were horses in front of him, a set in front of him, and then he was working with another horse. Not only did he never try to catch the horses in front of him, but he also never passed the company that was next to him. So in my opinion, he just lacked a competitive edge that I would like to see for a horse in this spot. So there's no Nyquist in this field. I don't think so. <laughs> no, yeah, I, probably not. Right. They're so rare. In my and, opinion. Um, no, I'm just so kind unshocking. Of, I'm, I'm actually like the chat. You didn't mention that Doug O'Neill and Mario Gutierrez have ambivalent who ran a pretty six, a pretty good 64, even though he came in second to Weston. Yeah. I kind of watched his races too, or not his races, his workouts. and was just relatively unimpressed. So, okay. I don't know. I'm actually going to take the winner of that race in this race. Weston is the six horse here. Uh, Megan, by the way, if you had to guess Roderick's morning line. I'll five get. to two. Nine to five. Yeah. Oh, okay. So hmm. I can get Weston at five to one, and I feel really good about that um, because I get Drayden. And mm -hmm. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that second start here ever. Um, I'm going to look for an even better start here. By the way, I want to be on record. I really like this field, actually. I think there are a bunch of nice two-year-old horses in this field, actually. And so none of them are uh, going to make it to the Derby. I think that's probably right, and uh, and that's okay. to me that's totally okay. Um, you know, there's there are horses that peak early, and there are horses Derby that are, are Tom's Data or whatever, you know. And so, uh, yeah, right, that they may even run in like a Risen Star or something is probably very unlikely. And so, mm -hmm. uh, but no, I, I like that this horse has been working at Del Mar. I like Drayden on this horse, and so I'm going to take Weston, the second-time starter. One okay. first time out at Santa Anita in a $51,000 made in special weight. I'll take the six less in the Yeah, I, I don't think that's a bad pick, Louie, at all. Uh, and it's interesting because when you look at Weston, and, and to me, while you're looking at those numbers, a lot of people go strictly off what these whole horses sold for, right? So you oh, got sure. Roderick at $550,000 mm -hmm. uh, no, sale, and then you get Weston who sold for <laughs> in that same sale for $7,000. Mm -hmm. Um I'm sorry. One was in April. One was in March. And then, and same thing with herd immunity. He's only a twenty-five thousand dollars horse. I mean, you get people tend to bet. Is that true, Megan? I mean, people tend to bet in these races like the most expensive horse. Yeah, I think you're probably if you're going by that, you would bet the ambivalent uh, and Roderick. They're both over you know half yeah. a million dollars, and then yep. Chanel would be included in there too. But it also depends on the the owner and the buyer. And I think the more you pay attention to sales you know, the better you can, you can see that because like Phoenix thoroughbreds will always buy horses for a lot of money. OXO equine is the same way and they don't always pan out, you know? So, and I'm not saying that 
the people that work there aren't very talented, but they have more money to spend and they will spend it. So I feel like that number, I don't know. It depends on who the ownership is or who the buyer was for those horses. In a two-year-old opinion. trend Megan turned me on to as well is where horses graduate from. Mm-hmm. And so I like, I like that Weston graduated out of Santa Anita. That's a, you know, it's a serious place to graduate out of is shipping down his training in Del Mar. So, you know, that's one of the things that I looked at when I was looking at Weston here, the six horse. I also like the five to one number. I think that's a really, in the two-year-old race, that's a really nice number. All right. I was at this race last year. Um, I was at uh, humble brag. Year. Uh, the yellow ribbon handicap. We got the returning champion, Bo recall in this race, mm-hmm. uh, who I think is probably vulnerable here. Probably might not even be the, probably not even the favorite, but, um, this is a pretty good field. I mean, I, I do think this, this is an actual, uh, worthy field of a grade two race, if not even being a little bit better. I than think that. so. I yeah. Mean, oh, got, it's a total grade two. It's very nice. Yeah. A nice. Field. Yeah. yeah. Because I'll give you, I'll give you an idea on odds. Lady Prancelot is the fourth pick here. That's really? that makes it a great two, right? When you got to feel that. Lady Prancelot, who's raced in, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's a classy field, picks. man. Yeah, yeah, it's a classy classy. field. It I, really Lady is. Lady Prancelot was actually my pick here, so I like oh, okay, that. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All right. Who do yeah. you, who do you all like? Louie? I'm actually on Keeper of the Stars here. Um, I think Jonathan Wong is. I hate to make absolute statements. I think he's the most underrated trainer in America. He wins at a super high clip. His horses always seem to fire. Uh, so I'm going to stay on people for the stars here. Who's been running in really, really classy company recently. And so keeper the stars is amongst the three favorites on the, on the morning line here. Keeper the stars is seven to two ahead of her is a bow recall at three to one. And then the favorite is actually Jolie Olympica who ran really well uh, this summer at, Santa Anita. And so mm-hmm. we got, I think, three really nice horses, six, seven, and eight here uh, on top of having Lady Prince a lot in this race. But I'm going to ride with Keeper of the Stars here. Um, what did I write here? Uh, I think she's a little under the radar. I, I really like one Jonathan one Wong a lot. And so one gate, it's got a grade one win in, in, uh, in the gamely. So no, that's, yeah, that's right. And so no, she's super classy. She's, but to be fair, a lot of horses in this race are really classy. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm trying to kind of draw a line to the last race and that Wilshire didn't fire. Hoping we'll pick up that uh, that that gamely uh, stakes, the Grade One that she won earlier this year. Get that back, uh, and if we do, I think she's going to win. Hasn't run well at Del Mar before. I'm a little worried about that, but has never lost at this distance. So I'm really hoping Keeper of the Stars is my uh, winner here. Uh, the six horse. I this is the second leg of the uh, late pick four sequence, and I yep. think it's an absolute spread race when you're talking about oh, structuring yeah. your ticket. So I went with eight, two, seven, six, and then maybe the four. So I actually have Jolie Olympica on top. I just think that she's been the most consistent of the bunch and at a higher level. She also has the versatility to go long or short, which I think has been really interesting. And I've she's held been it really against good her before, but I mean, she, yeah, I mean, she won going five and a half and then she won or she finished a really good second to rushing fall, who obviously oh, is right. classy as can really be at Keeneland um, going a mile on the 16th. So I think that she is absolutely a horse to use in here. She impressed me last time. Mike stays on her. Um, I I really like her in this spot. We're going a mile on the 16th again. So I'm going to put her on top. Then I had the two. um, But how do you say that, Louis? Oh, well, sorry. Um, That is, I I think it's Bodhi Cheetah. Okay. I'm going to have you do it. It's not me. (laughs) Um, But the only two bad efforts for this horse were the Lady Shamrock, where she was coming off a layoff. She finished uh, sixth that day, and she had Rafael Bejarano aboard, who's a good rider, but I think Flavian Pratt gets along really well with her. And then her first race in the U.S. at Del Mar, she finished seventh, beaten by five lengths. Mario Gutierrez was aboard. I just think she's a maybe a little bit of a quirky filly, and um, she gets along really well with Pratt. So 
I loved her work at Del Mar on July 30th. It was so easy. And she was actually um, held back a little bit to not do too much. It was just a gallop for her. And she went five furlongs in 102 and one, which is, you know, not the best time in the world. They were going around the dogs, but it was the way she did it. She was so easy, so well within herself and very responsive too. So I know she's coming off a little bit of a layoff here, but I was really impressed when she comes out of that uh, grade one race where she finished a good second to keep her up the stars. So I'm going to put her second and hope what, what are her odds are? She has some value, right? Six to one, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice number. She would be, and um, she did run really well in the game lane. I agree with you. And she mm-hmm. she had more to go, and this race is a little bit longer. So if you're looking for five to one, six to one kind of number, she yeah. might be it in this race. Yeah. I think she's a must use for your exacta. I I gave Bo Recall a look. I mean, Brad Cox is obviously so talented, and this horse has done well to be you know in the top placings for a lot of her races. She runs ha- okay at Del Mar. So since this, that's the race last year, has not won since she won this race last year. Yeah. That's true. Right, so it's good shot. It's a good but, shot to come back and win a race that night. But she also look at the races that she was in. Yeah, she two was grade ones and a grade three. I mean, yeah. Well, and not even that is the distance. She went a mile yeah. and a quarter, which is much different than what they're doing here. She still finished second. Then she was in the mint julep, and um, I mean, she didn't have the cleanest race. I don't think she finished ninth, but only beaten by about two lengths. I mean, that was a blanket finish that day. So, and then she came back and she run. She ran second in a grade one. So I think her races have been okay. I don't really hold it against her so much. Um, but that, that mid julep this year ran like a high level grade two. I yeah. mean, it really did. I mean, the horses that it was amazing how many horses fired in that race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And then Keeper of the Stars, I included. I really haven't been the big fan of biggest fan of this horse. I mean, she is definitely the best one in the Jonathan Wong barn, but in my opinion, she's still a Golden Gate horse. And then uh, mm-hmm. Lady Prancelot, I have uh, included as a possible additional if I need. What's Wong with you? Oh, sorry, it's back. <laughs> All right. Let, should we drink, uh, drink, we, drink, terrible dad joke, dad just, joke? just do it. Oh, we're drinking for dad jokes now. I make a lot I mean, of those. So. No, I mean like terrible dad jokes. So like mm. that one you have to drink. What's mm-hmm. wrong with you? What's what are wrong? We, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's before we move on because Delmar. I mean Saratoga is going to oh, take. Oh, Megan's maiden is Delmar race ten. Oh, it is. Okay, well, mm-hmm. tell us about it. <laughs> did you do <laughs> jazz hands for the? What's that, I like did. A star I did. Want it. I oh want God, that's great. Okay, so Del Mar is 10. We're going to go six furlongs, maiden special weight for 55,000. And Ooh. I, Jeez. what are the odds, Louie? This is my favorite thing is asking Louie what the odds are. Yeah, uh, and I don't have my papers this week. I have to actually like use my computer for everything <laughs> in the, the unrenovated bunker. Keep on the up. four horse. I don't think they're going to be huge. Superman Shack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Miller's horse is seven to two okay. and is the second favorite behind the nine Spielberg figured it would be. So I actually like that horse better than I like the Baffer horse. I do think those are the two to use. Um, Spielberg's workouts were very bouncy. It looked like the horse had a lot of good energy. I mean, this is a million dollar purchase, so I definitely respect that. Uh, and I thought it was a nice move. However, Superman Shack is like loaded to go. I mean, this horse is a bottle rocket. It was so, so impressive. Two workouts back was just pulling through the bridle. Seemed to almost looked like an older horse too. Just well, really, really athletic. Seemed to have a good mind, knew what to do. So I was very impressed by what I saw by the two-year-old Colt. And Peter Miller does a great job in these types of races and, and debuting these juveniles here. So I'm going to go with the four Superman Shack and hope to get, I know it's not the biggest price in the world, but it is a slight edge. Um, and if you're looking for that in your pick four ticket, then go with that horse. There you go. Come on, Louie. You can't just argue Louis, with me. Why every is time. that a terrible pick? <laughs> it's a terrible pick because Noble Reflection, the three, is going to win this race. Trained by Richard Baltus, trained by Abel Sadil. I've uh, been training at St. San Louis Ray. The numbers are off the charts. We're talking five for long r- workouts in 58 seconds. This horse mm-hmm. is ready to fire. San Louis Ray always translates well to Del Mar. 
three noble reflection ride with me people <laughs> ride or die <laughs> all right let's before we move on because i don't i don't want to uh i don't want to forget about this race and i know it's not a it's not a uh, saturday race but i think we need to just real quick go to ellis park and talk about the ellis park derby because mm -hmm. it's got some serious con i mean it's got some serious derby implications here so um we are looking at a pretty good field for the ellis park derby and of course by Which the way what's that the listed stake it's a it is a listed stakes but it's got derby points so we're, mm -hmm. that's why uh i think 20 is that right nick or not uh, louis well nick, Who is louis? nick? <laughs> <laughs> call nick Louis. I do not. I do the not horse racing plans. happy uh, hour with Mark, Nick, and Megan. So oh, no. we are on the on the. Oh, that's on my sheet. Sorry. Yes, it's a it's a it's a the Ellis Park Derby on the um, show sheet is a 50, 20, 10, and five Derby. Okay, points. there yes. you go. And and honestly, it's, yeah. it's. I wrote that down so you didn't have to do it. It's worth. Thank you. That's very considerate of you. So and I'm on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I think it's it's important because according to the show sheet, this is a uh, two hundred thousand dollar. Uh, is that on the show? Sheet? Dollar race for no, it's not. And, and um, the finale of their card too. So it should it be an exciting day. Who, who won the Ellis Park oh, Derby last year? By the way, it didn't exist. It did exist. It definitely did. Um, Friend of the show. Oh, who was it? Gray magician out of. Oh! Great R. Not by Great R. Yeah, not out of. Well, you never by know with Great R. I mean, it could be out of. Never know don't know if you're a top or a bottom. It doesn't Ooh. matter. All right. <laughs> We're doing that now. All right. So, um, <laughs> so this is a fun race because you do get some horses that you've definitely seen before. Mm -hmm. Everything from Shared Sense, Winning Impressed, and Attachment Rage to Dean Martini, who just won the Ohio Derby. Uh, you get. Uh, I have a. I have an off the board pick for this race. By the way, I'm pretty excited. Really. About well, yeah, yeah, art collectors in this race, and there's no reason to pick against art collectors, so I'll do it anyway. Um, and everyone, <laughs> and everyone, get ready. Long shot? No, no, no. I have two of them oh. in Saratoga because okay. no favorites oh. win in Saratoga. I, I'm going to talk Is about he? my Saratoga strategy because I'm 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 done with Saratoga. Okay. The, um, well, you didn't I'm, really start, so yeah, that's really fair. It was a lover <laughs> that I never loved. Um, Yikes! Art collectors in this, but Auto Doors in this race. So go ahead and drink. Yep. Wow. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. <laughs> and then. I'm gonna go the with the Steve Asmussen. I'm gonna go with the Steve Asmussen trained horse here, Little Menace. Um, and we don't even have the numbers on this. So one, two, three, four. Uh, I think he's the six horse. The six Five, six horse. horse. Yeah. Yep. yeah, six horse. Okay. Uh, Little Menace has been running in listed stakes all over the place. He lost in the Bachelor, and that was easily his worst showing this year down at Oakland Park. Uh, won the, I think it's the Grand Prairie Derby last time out for 75k. And uh, we're going to get Martin Gar Garcia up here. I can't even imagine what the odds are going to be on this horse. So go ahead. Just take Little Menace across the board. And uh, if you're playing a longer ticket, go ahead. Uh, just single our collector in this race. Go ahead, Megan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty chalky for me. It's our collector as well. Um, I, I think that the Dale Romans horse could jump back up. Attachment rate, who's the 10, <sighs> if you want to include as well. I know. He's been he broke my heart yeah, so many times. I know. I know. Yeah, I I know really like but too. he just, he seems... Yeah. If you're looking for some value underneath, I think he deserves to be there based off the races that he has run um, everywhere. So I, you got to mention him. You know what I mean? But but that's the thing. Like it, with this race being so so much of a it's art collector's race to lose. I think you use that horse and a single limit in your tickets if you want to. Um, but you know to play this race individually, you got to find some value somewhere. And I, again, I don't know what the odds are on on that horse attachment rate, but I just think he deserves a look. There you go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. So we we got a yep. uh, we got a couple horses here though that are like on the on the on the Derby Point 
um, cusp. And, mm-hmm. I, and I actually don't even know if they're um, if they've got a line next to them. They might not even be Triple Crown nominated, um, but I'm not sure as, as uh, if Shared Sense and Dean Martini are, are Triple Crown nominated or not. Oh, they're not. Neither. They're, they're neither one of them are. Yeah. And they're both at 20 points. And right now the cutoff is 25 with Finnick the Fierce. However, mm-hmm. that includes Swiss Skydiver at 13th with 40 points. We don't think she's going to run the Derby. I don't think anybody right. does. Um, so yeah. that means that we have this huge tie. Uh, I'm sorry, pneumatic, Pneumatic's got 25 points, but we got all these other horses at 20, with including Uncle mm-hmm. Chuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, to me, the point system thing towards the bottom of this field could be pretty interesting. I mean, obviously, <laughs> Uncle Chuck gets in the race. He's going to be something to, to really um, reckon yep. with. So yeah. um, no, nobody's running for their lives more than Uncle Chuck is this weekend. So. <laughs> And then if you pick, you know, if you jump up and someone does knock someone off that is triple crown nominated, fifty points is going to get you in. So, totally. Um, it's, it, I think the points thing right now is really interesting, especially given the fact that Sol Volante is sitting in nineteen. Oh come and on! Dis- and has it's decided to take the King Guillermo route, and just drink. think that you're good enough to get mm, in the Derby. Double drink, double drink, King Guillermo and Sol Volante. <laughs> I, I don't know why Sol Volante is not in this race. I don't know why King Guillermo is not in this race. You just said it again. If KG were in this race, would he be favored or would our collector be favored? Our collector would be the favorite, but King Guillermo would win this thing. Oh, my God. Boom. Do you agree? Nice. Boom. Louie? <laughs> Boom. All right. Oh, we're, oh, is it time? Time for what? For the spa. Let's go to the spa. Well, we got to go to a break we go to first. Spa. We're going to go to yeah, break. And we're going to go to break. We're going to go to the spa. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back to talk a little Saratoga here on oh. the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Oh. All right, we are back on the final segment of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. That, of course, was David Guetta and Sia. C and I have the same birthday. Megan, wow. I need to know, is Sia older or younger than me? Older. She's a grandma. She Is she really a grandma? Yeah. Oh, well, she is one year older than me, so that doesn't make me feel better knowing that she's a grandma. Sorry. I, a grandma. <laughs> I am not a grandpa and better not be for a while. So We need to have a talk with your daughter. Yeah. That's <laughs> Might be. Hey, Rocco, you never know, man. He's, yeah, no, that's a problem. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, the dudes, yeah. That's, that's, he's, yeah. He's, got some, he's got game right now. <laughs> He's got, he's got some style. He got his ears pierced. He's got swag. That's the issue. He's got he's swag. Got wow. a little swag. Yeah, he's all swagged out. Okay. Yeah. He's a future Olympic athlete. I mean, super he's, tall. He's smart. Yeah. yeah he's he's Those not super tall, but mm-hmm. he's he's tall compared to, I guess, most kids his age. I don't know. All right. So uh, we're gonna go Let's to see. Saratoga, and uh, oh. we got an incredible day. We're gonna start with the first grade at stakes. This is the Grade One Ballerina. It is race seven. A seven furlong race. It is. Uh, I'm interested here because we saw we're seeing Sarah Guinea Empress who uh, if who Louie and I love because she made us a lot of money on Oaks Day and uh, kind of a similar spot to me as last year when she ran the test because I think they were trying to figure out if they wanted to keep her at a at a more of a you know a one you know a mile plus a or uh, yeah, or right. a sprint yeah. when they put her in the test last year and they decided to go hey let's go longer distances and now. They're back at that decision. She has not had mm-hmm. good runs the last couple times out. They're going to probably see if she's a sprinter. If she comes out of the gate strong and wants to sprint, I think she could be a sprinter. 
Um, I'm I'm intrigued by this race because I think you got some. You obviously have Sergey versus you have Bellafina. You got you got a horse that I like a lot and Latruska. Um, you know, I'm interested to hear what you all have to say. Well, this right, is the. So- a- Oh. This is the start of a uh, a mandatory payout pick five, by the way. Yeah. Megan, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, that's what I was going to say. I mean, the fact okay. that this is the start of the pick five and there are so many stakes races to go and it's a mandatory payout. I mean, this is going to be a massive freaking day. Um, yeah. And this field in particular for the grade one ballerina, right. I wrote on my form, holy speed, Batman. Because yeah. That's right. There are so many horses in here who do have that early speed and do not have the ability to rate. And that has been the Achilles heel for Serengeti Empress. Now, granted, that was going a route of ground where I think this is the right move for her. She is very, very fast, but she's also very vulnerable because she's so fast and she is a, a need the lead type of a horse. So I think cutting back the distance and allowing her to, you know, accelerate over a shorter distance is is really going to help her. Uh, I think that she has the ability or possibly the possibility to not be caught because of that. So I, I like her in here a lot more than I've liked her in other spots, but I did go with actually the six pink sands, mostly because of that reason. <laughs> there goes Louie, because you have every horse in here is a speed horse. And you know, this one lacks a little bit of class as compared to some others. She's been really consistent in grade three races, grade two. She has, she's still she has race in grade one. Time, yeah. Yeah, but she didn't she didn't do that well. But it's no. it's mostly the fact that she can come from off the pace. And this seems to be a really, really speedy group of horses. And not only that, but a speedy group of female horses that don't seem to want or like to rate. Um, so I I definitely included her and you know, Bellafina comes from off the pace sometimes. She sits just behind the leaders, but she's just such a bad shipper that I can't I can't bet her outside of California. I did that, I'm done doing that, I don't want to do it again. So I went with the six, seven, one, um, and the seven is come dancing, obviously, for Carlos Martin, who actually won this race last year as the very, very, very heavy favorite. Louis, did I steal your thunder? We totally agree. Um, (laughs) Are you going to go pink sands too? I am. It's it's on my right here, pink sands. And this is my long shot of the day, by the way, 10 to one, Megan. Wow. As my top pick too. You get Irad at double digits. Late speed in the race, second time off the layoff. I love that combination in this Mm -hmm. race. I do not trust... Um, Serengeti Empress at seven furlongs anymore. I think she's done outside with those kinds of, of races. Outside of California. Outside of, no, I think, I Serengeti think she Empress. actually, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Six furlongs, six furlongs for Serengeti Empress. And then you cut her off. The problem yeah. for her is there are not many Philly and Mare races at six furlongs. And so she has to run in these seven furlongers. And she, she gets out the- there. Right. And she gets, and she just wears out on her, on her, on her lead, the other lead on the turn. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's done lately. It just seems to be the trend with her. Bellafina, I don't trust anymore um, outside of California. That's what it is. And um, so that bodes very poorly for the rest of the year because the Breeders' Cup is in Kentucky. And uh, Pink Sands is my long shot of the day. Thank you, Megan, very much. That's why I threw my mm-hmm. arms up on the Zoom call. Uh, <laughs> she is the only late speed in this race. If it yeah. falls apart at all, she's going to have plenty to run at. Totally. Second time off the layoff. Give me Irad. Let's go. Pink Sands in this race. I'm just going to guess what I read on the horse. doesn't go off at 10 to one. We're going to get like yeah. six to one on this horse. Six I'm still one, very comfortable. Um, I want to be very clear about how I'm betting Saratoga this weekend. I am not betting a sequence. I am betting across the board. Pink Sands across the board <laughs> is my bet for it. No, I'm done. I'm done with sequences at, yeah. at, at Saratoga. I'm just I making donations fair. at this point. Well, at this point, I'm making donations. So it's not, a it's race not like this too, like I said, there are a lot of really precocious fillies and mares in here like even cookie dough a nice who breaks, race who breaks just outside of serengeti empress so yeah serengeti empress going a shorter distance she's going to go to the lead she has to go to the lead um unless they've taught her something since june 27th i don't know but 
cookie dough is not only also a speed horse, but you watch her workouts. I mean, she spits the bit and is gone. So there's no rating that horse. So immediately you're going to have competition for that lead just outside of Serengeti Empress. So I think that makes her even more vulnerable when you're talking about these horses, you know, ability to take a breath and relax. Cause I don't think either one of those first two entries have that. I'm going to go with my Latresca as my long shot. Cause I think what's the, what's the number <laughs> of Latresca? I bet it's big. Latresca. Oh gosh. Oh, uh, hang on. Sorry. 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 Five. Um, it's race seven. Ricardo Santana. 50 to one. No way. No, Latresca was way less, um, actually. Uh, 20 to one. Latresca's though. five to one. Five no, to one. Seriously. What? Latresca's five to one. Pink Sands is 10 to one. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? I'm, and, you, and look, I. Who is I, the morning line odds maker? Naira is Naira. What the, are they um, smoking? So Bellafina's nine to five. Serengeti Empress is five Bellafina to two. Bellafina being nine to five is a freaking ridiculous joke on that. And I mean, then that, Come Dancing is three to one. That's why I looked at this field and I was like, pardon me, the only late speed in this race. Who has Shug and Ired is ten to one. Let's go! I'll take it every freaking yeah, day of the week. I agree. And so that's where we're at as far as when I was when I was handicapping. Uh, usually, I'm like Megan, and I don't look at these things beforehand. But and I didn't for this race. Uh, I noticed they were up afterward. But man, if I can get those kinds of numbers, especially like I said, if it stays up at seven or eight to one, yeah. that's an across the board bet all day for me. Totally. Um, I might even look at exacta pays because it could be where you know there's some forty fifty dollar exacta combinations on the board here. And so you could play pink sands up top and then in second place, put all the other horses for $6. And so that's, mm -hmm. that's a really, really nice play here. And Agreed. so um, it just, it's Saratoga this year. The favorites aren't winning. So I'm against Bellafina that way. I don't trust Serengeti Empress at seven for long. She needs to go six. I'll go with pink sands. All right. Okay. Well, race eight is, uh, and that's Louis long shot. Is that right? Is that what it's one of my long shots. I have two of them because it's Saratoga and you can have like 40. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the next race is a grade three with seven horses, but four of them have grade one experience. So it's there you awesome go. At yep. the, it is the five and a half furlong on the turf. The, uh, the melon turf course. I'm sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the grade three Troy. $200,000. Which is the outer turf course. The outer turf course. There you go. Yes, no, the, the wide. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah she's right. She's yeah. right. It's the outer yeah. one. The melon. <laughs> I'm mixing up Belmont and, and Saratoga yeah. because they're they're the same to me. Keep going. <laughs> Maybe. <Can't even. laughs> Is All right. Well, I'll go. Uh, so this <laughs> point, I went with the four one five. So I think Shecky Shabazz is going to make a really big impact. Is that your other long shot? My God, what is going on? I have four I one, but I have a different third horse. Keep talking. This is the, by the way, fade us like crazy. Just fade us. Just fade us. <laughs> So All funny. weekend because it's Saratoga. Just keep mm -hmm. talking. Uh, I think Jackie Shabazz, second start off the layoff, is yep. going to make a really, really big impact. Uh, Christophe Clement is very good with that angle. I like the fact that this horse can relax and sit the trip if necessary, but also has the ability to lead. Is two for two undefeated at Saratoga. I know is 0 for 3 at 2020, which I don't love. Um, but this horse really seems to like this track. And Christophe Clement is 34% right now at Saratoga. So they are just on quite the hot streak. You get Irad Ortiz to ride this horse. And he, I assume, had the option between Pure Sensation, who was in the grade one Jiper last time, and chooses this horse, whereas Kendrick Carmouche gets on Pure Sensation, who I wouldn't count out because of the back class and the fact that this horse is so proficient at sprinting on the turf course. But I decided to put behind Jackie Shabazz, who I thought would be a bigger price. And then I also include the one infamous for Joe Arsino, just this horse is so much back class, and I'm not quite sure what the issue has been. Um, coming off a, a massive layoff is not raced since November of 2019, but the workouts have been absolutely outstanding. So I thought was worth some value in there. Going with the Ortizes. 
Um, yeah. Louis, you kind of have to every race. The, yeah. um, you know, I, the, this is an interesting race. Cause I think all of us do this in horse racing. When you, when you watch races a lot, I'm rooting for a horse here, but I'm betting against him. And that's the nine year old gelding pure sensation. Like I really want that horse. I love yeah. it. Like it's terrific you love horse, right? It just runs around. Totally. Uh, settle the, and, um, I, but I do have Shecky Sabaz up top and this is a horse we talked about coming out of the service barn, right? Has transferred over to Clement, second start mm-hmm. with Clement. And so my hope is whatever it is that Clement has been doing at Saratoga with the, you know, the magic spells or whatever it is, you know, just get that <laughs> magic wand out and he's pointing at horses and they run as fast as they possibly can. Yeah, because this uh, horse started off incredible. at Presque Isle Downs. Right, start, I mean, this, is a, this is a Presque Isle Downs horse, that's right. And so, yeah, and that's that's a service, you know, thing. But, um, you know, so here we are and I really hope that he does fine. I do think Imprimis is a is actually the favorite here, eight to five. I do think oh, okay. is a worthy is a worthy favorite. That's a, that layoff a is just so long though. That's what I don't trust here. And yeah. so um, for me, it, it was four one five, or four and six. Excuse me, you had four one mm-hmm. five. And mm-hmm. um, I, I do think that there's a chance that that Pure Sensation's got one more good run in him, right? Mm-hmm. But I I'm not depending on it here. And so I have yeah. the four up top. Shaky Shabazz who's five to two. That's a crappy across the board place. So I'll play win place on the four Shaky Shabazz in this race. Who okay. uh, who won this race last year, Louis? Five and a half furlongs on the turf. Uh, I got nothing. Pure Sensation was in this race last year. Came in third, but Leinster yeah. actually won this race last oh, year. Oh, Leinster won this okay. race. Yeah. There, Shout there out. you go. All right, race nine. Shout is, out, drink. Now we go to the inner uh, inner turf for the, which is really a mile and a half on that inner turf. So, it's an interesting race. Yeah, it's yep. a real interesting race. It is the great, and again, another great stakes with the, now these horses now, have something tons Megan, of. Uh, Megan has talked about the reason you go with the outside turf course for the five and a half furlongs is because they're coming into that term so fast mm-hmm. that you have to give them more of an angle to, to move around. Yes. Um, and so it makes sense in a, in a slower race that you could use the tighter turn uh, yep. for this, but yeah, it creates a very, very long run on a very tight course on the inside. So this mm-hmm. is the way of stakes. It is a grade three, $150,000 race again, a mile and a half. And we get another field that has a lot of great stakes experience in it. So who do we like here? Uh, I went with Fool's Gold on top. I went seven one four. So he won this race last year. Okay, so I, I just think that this Louis is really upset at me today. <laughs> I think Fool's Gold is the best horse. Uh, definitely seems to be a specialist for this distance. You've got Chad Brown at Saratoga. Second start off the layoff. Like, what isn't to like, Louis? Should I say anything else, or do you want me to save something for you? And then Chad Brown, uh, Javier Castellano likes the distance. Is one at Saratoga at this distance. Second time off the layoff. But I'm continuing my theme of picking against favorites. So I'll take the seven pools. Don't just keep talking. Is Mississippi, is Mississippi the uh, Yeah, so that's that's my second choice. Um, wasn't the Mississippi was scratched from a different race? Louis <laughs> standing up now. That's how upset I've got. <laughs> so, so amazing. Uh, Mississippi, I include. She is coming off a layoff. I think the fact that the, I don't remember the spot where they scratched her last time, but I know that she was supposed to go somewhere else. And, it was uh, it, no, it was at Saratoga, and it was in the yeah. race that that uh was a mile and three a no mile was, and five eighths there was a yeah. big spot too um yes, right. either way i i think she had a lot of trouble in the breeders cup uh philly Amir turf so i'm gonna excuse that for her she is a closer um i i think grand motion does a great job with her and i'm gonna give her a chance but i am a little concerned about the layoff the, the seven furlong work at fair hill is really interesting seven furlongs in 127 and four on august 2nd which you don't often see but graham is an excellent horseman and he brings it them back off a layoff so well so um it's gonna be my second choice and then i went to the four my sister nat who is the other chad brown also a closer um seems to be fine with the distance as well i just thought that fool's gold 
is a little bit more of a specialist when, when it comes to a race like this. So our guy, a uh, friend of the show, Todd Pletcher, um, mm -hmm. has another broad entered here for main track only because he just has that horse ready for all the main track only. And is that spots. in play? Are I they going to get bad weather because of the? I just looked. They're not. So okay. they'll, they'll be on the turf. <laughs> they'll be on the turf for Saturday. No, I just want to make sure that when I pick Fool's Gold here, um, after Megan picked Fool's Gold, so it what are like the odds? Didn't do on that one. All right. So I'm this is an trying interesting... to find a long shot too. This is just my yeah. genuine thoughts. Five to one, and so that's a five great number one. behind Mississippi, who is six to five. Which I oh, wow, way too short of a price for that horse. Worthy favorite, but not at that price. Yeah, I think is a fair way to put that. My sister Nat, the French horse in the four mm -hmm. spot with uh, Chad Brown and uh, and Jose Ortiz, two to one, mm -hmm. and then Olympic Games with Irad in mm -hmm. the five. This is a spot where I think Irad's going to get a ton of play, a ton of money. Yeah. And so I actually think there's a chance Fool's Gold moves up because of the Javier ride instead of one of the Ortizes. And so I, I think there's a good shot you'll get Fool's Gold at six or seven to one, which would be terrific. Um, all the reasons we talked about. And uh, so this is another well, across and the, board the fact thing. that fool's gold can sit closer to the pace because there is low in speed in here. And that's the two Bo Bell, who I don't think yes. is going to win this race. No. I, I mean, these riders and these trainers are smart enough to not let that horse get an easy lead unless they decide to, unless the, who is it? Manny Franco decides to go out there by like seven or eight and just hope that they last, which maybe is what could happen in this type of a race. Sure. Um, but Fool's Gold, I think, is the obvious choice just because she usually lays closer to pace, whereas the others in here are just such hard closers and there's such a lack of early speed that it does set up as a lone speed potential for the two. And if you're a speed person, if you care about buyer's uh, figures, Fool's Gold's best speed figure ever was at Saratoga at this distance. Mm -hmm. If that matters to you, they all right, so we're going to go to another grade one seven furlong race for Phillies, but this is just for three-year-olds, and it's one of my favorite races. Of course, last year this race was something we talked about a lot because it was Covefe yep. and Serengeti Empress and Bellafina, and it was awesome. Uh, the the Longines Test, the grade one Longines Test, $300,000 for Phillies, again, three years old, seven furlongs. This looks like to me like it's a match race between Gamine and Venetia Harper. Doesn't really, mm -hmm. It's a single probably for Gamine unless we get uh, something crazy because – you know, Steve Asmussen tends to pull out a long shot and Wicked Whisper like comes out of nowhere and wins this thing at like 30 to one uh, because that's kind of the way Saratoga has been, especially with Asmussen horses, it seems like. And and that horse is one for one at Saratoga. So that's kind of how I'm looking at this. I don't hate her for sure. I mean, her only, well, she could have performed better in the at Keeneland, but I guess she was coming first start off the layoff because I mean, draw a line through the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, I guess for her. Uh, and then, well, I just think that, she, and then do you give her the race for, for, for the Beaumont, you know, <coughs> I don't hate her, but I agree with you. I think it is the match race between Gamine and, and Venetian Venetian Harbor. Harbor. I think Gamine is likely, um, the winner in here, but it's actually interesting that they are cutting her back in distance. I, I like Venetian Harbor better at this distance than I do Gamine. And that's, okay. I think the most important thing. <laughs> Maybe I should let Louie talk first. <laughs> I'm stealing a sudden. No, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. So I think less distance is going to help. I mean, Venetian Harbor, when she ran six furlongs at Santa Anita in the maiden special race, she won by 10 that day. And then she was able to move up nicely. There wasn't a lot of competition going a mile the first time that she routed. So I think that they had high hopes for her. They were really ambitious, wanted her to be on the Oaks Trail, but she's just a sprinter. That's the way it is. So now she gets back to a distance where she's actually capable of winning instead of running those minor placings like she has been. And Gamine has just obviously been so impressive and continues to to do so and she's also capable of winning at a shorter distance she also broke her maiden going six and a half furlongs that was um she won by six lengths that day she's been training really well but i actually think that she has the ability to route and be more of a classic e distance horse whereas venetian harbor does not so i actually would use those two um just because we are going that tricky seven furlong distance 
what does this say though for uh, for Gamine as far as you know is Gamine still gonna go the Oaks? I mean, this seems like a really odd. I mean, I guess it's a she big. She could Serengeti. No, that was after. That was yeah, after. it was after. Mike, when you can when you can win three hundred thousand dollar grade one. You go for it. I understand that. That's what's That's so weird about this year, though, is because so many of these races, the horses are then cutting back in distance to then go forward again. You know, like we saw last week with the. With the I would not be surprised to see. And then go further. I would not be surprised to see a Baffert quote. We have Gamine at eighty percent. We'll see what she does in this race. And then afterward, when she finishes first or second, he'll say, we didn't really have her ramped up. We just ran her. We wanted to get her legs going. We wanted to make sure she ran in August, something like that. Um, I, she I wrote down the points or is she already? She's in. She's secured. she's in because of the acorn. Yeah, she's okay. in. Okay. Okay. She's in. She ran a mile in the acorn. She's good. Did that? Um, yeah. Okay. I'm trying, that's I'm trying right. to, I'll, so, um, I'll tell you real quick where she is on points while you're talking. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I wrote down that. Um, just because it's Saratoga, you have to pick against Gamine. And so I, I think the only mega favorite that we've followed that's won has been Volatile, which is super interesting now watching these other races. Um, and so I think that you have to include five and six, like Megan said, if you're playing a longer ticket. Um, I, do you, do I don't include I, the two. Um, let me pull up my notes. Sorry. Perfect alibi. alibi is 20 to one. That would be a terrific that's Megan's play. That's Megan's long shot. Okay. <laughs> Across wow. the board. Um, tell because me why. she's done. She's so I actually much prefer her sprint races as compared to her rat races. If you take her oh. last three, she finished fifth, beaten by you know thirty lengths. Fourth, second, beaten by six lengths to British Idiom. But those were all at the distance of a mile or more. If you go back to her sprinting races, some of which were right here at Saratoga in the Grade One and uh, Grade Two races, she won both of those and had some fantastic numbers. So she actually is a horse that has the ability to one sit off of a, a hot early pace if that's what develops but two she actually has the back class when sprinting and megan is there a way for a horse player looking at the form to know whether a horse's workouts at saratoga is on the training track or on the main track or do they only clock those on the main track no it says training track next to it so like wicked whisper worked out on the oh, training okay. track so it's a saratoga tr dot ah there it is track. okay great yep okay mm -hmm. and tell us why the training track is the finest track in the history of humankind the Oklahoma track. Uh, it is a oh. fantastic track. It, it really depends kind of where oh. you're located too, though, oh. because they, the backside, because it's so oh. spread out, like, stop it. You have to oh. actually cross a street to get over to the main tracks. So Steve Asmussen, Bill oh. Mont, Joe Sharp, um, Nick Zito. There's a lot of them oh. that are located. Stop it over <laughs> on the Oklahoma side. So if they do send a horse over to the main track, it actually, it, it kind of makes a difference and it, it, it might mean something because they have to travel so far to get there. The only thing I had in my notes here is that I actually think uh, speech is a monster in the making as a horse. Who's not in this race. Correct. She beat Venetian Harbor last time out is my oh, point. Okay. I think Gamine's a monster too. I want to be really clear about that. But okay. um, I, I think that Venetian Harbor lost to a monster last time out and you can, you can right. not be mad. You don't have to be upset about it. I she think speech is just go a that really far. Really horse. That's all. So I, I think that's part of it. So the seven furlongs here yeah. sets up really well for her. I do okay. think, I think it means fine here because she does have early speed. I think she'll be fine at seven furlongs, but I do mm -hmm. think she sets up beautifully for the classic distance. Yeah. I, I, and actually, I know they run a mile before anyone else. Venetian yeah. Harbor <laughs> has 90. Venetian Harbor has 90 Oaks points. Gamine has 50 Oaks points. Mm -hmm. uh, Venetian Harbor. I don't they're both going to be there. You think they're but both going to be there? But Gamine's in the top. Top. She's number 11 whatever. right now. So that's what I mean. I mean, that's not. She's got to get points. That, that, yeah. So I think that's the entire reason why they are going in this sure, spot is because she if, kind of does need those points. She, she's not getting points in the test if she needed points she'd have to go to alabama but the, 
Oh, that's, the, not a, that's not a points race now? It's not a points race. The Alabama is, oh. but the Alabama is, uh, is next weekend. And the Alabama is a hundred points race, you know, so, you, you okay. know, you know, I don't, well, I don't understand I mean, what's why the cutoff it's, is it, how is it same they, top 20 for the, 14, they don't do 20. They do 14. 14. 14. Okay. And, uh, you know, so she's got, huh. you know, Antoinette, for example, that's a gamble. Antoinette's sitting right behind her with 40 points at, at 13 right. and is going to race in the Alabama next week. Uh, it's, you know, spices nice is in the Alabama next week and that's and spices nice mm-hmm. is number 19. Pleasant Orbs behind her is going to run the Alabama. You, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't like this move. I think if they wanted her to run the Oaks, that she should have ran in the Alabama, which is still wow. a really nice. That's going to be really interesting. Does she? Is there a potential that, change, that changes up the conversation completely? But is there a potential where she scratches and enters in the Alabama? Because we've seen that last week that happened all over the place. Oh yeah, I guess I should check that. Because yeah, we we missed a not. The to be fair, scratch. I did not have a computer last week, so that, I was that's very fair. limited on I my mean, research. Most people's cell phones still get internet access, but you know. All right, whatever. Louis, <laughs> did yours uh, your phone get internet access? All right. Mine um, does, but I'm one of those people that has one of them smartphones. <laughs> smartphones. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, again, just kind of looking at that points discussion, I think this is a really. Uh, that's an it's a bad spot for Gamine. Hmm. And if she wants to ramp up for the Oaks, I think the Alabama would have been a better yeah. go. So Okay. Uh, I trust Bob Bafford. Extra. And Bob we trust. I mean he's cheating, but beyond that, so Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna be that show. Oh yeah, don't care. Okay, okay here we go. Uh what's what's the what's the next race? Um, oh yeah, the Traverse Stakes. So <laughs> the grade one Traverse Stakes, which is uh gonna be incredible i mean i think this this field is i'm really we're, excited we're gonna get to see tislaw we're gonna get to see tislaw versus uncle chuck so we're gonna actually get two of these horses that we think highly of and uncle chuck needing the points mm-hmm. go head to head here and, and another and it's not like it's just them i mean this is a good field this is a solid right. field with a lot of horses that have derby points and I, i'm i'm just really excited about what this race mike be. Yeah. mike say something nice about the three-year-old crop I'm excited about this race. So, uh, <laughs> we, like vinegar. Well, here we, I mean, here's here's who we got. Tizalaw is number one, obviously, with 272 points. We got Country Grammar, who right now is at 11 with 50 points. Shivery is uh, is tied with Max Player at 40 points. They're both mm-hmm. there. Uh, Major Fed's not in this race, is he? No. No. Um, Uncle Chuck is again on right now on the outside looking in with 20, as is Caracaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with 20 South Bend has eight points and I don't think South Bend's going to factor in here, but you know, you've got horses here who need points who need, you know, like coming in the, uh, hitting the board would be a huge thing. Right. Obviously uncle Chuck being the number one of those, but just if, if uncle Chuck's for real, we're going to find <laughs> out. I mean, this is the mm-hmm. first time we're going to get some real information on whether or not, I mean, I can't even imagine if Tizzle all gets beat here, Pharaoh got to be here. To. Yeah, he's gonna lose. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Pharaoh got beat here, so that, I mean, yeah. This, and this, I can Tizzle all lose here and still be the Derby favorite. Hundred percent. Okay, I agree. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think Tizzle all can lose here and win the Triple Crown. I think Tizzle all. It, it's yes. Saratoga. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He like, he has been training so so well. He looks great. At, I mean, Tizzle has been absolutely fantastic over the Saratoga yep. track, and the the what I like about him a lot is that he's actually been tested you know he's gone up against um horses and he has fought on he's also uh, a horse that's had a lot of trouble in some of his races in 
I believe it was the Holy Bull. And also, was it the Florida Derby? No, it was the um, Kentucky Jockey the Club and the Holy Bull. He had to check really hard in both yep. of those races. And yep. momentum is something we talk about. I know I mentioned that earlier with Midnight Bizu, but it really makes a big difference. And the fact that he had to check so hard just coming, I think it was just before the final turn, and then re-engage and be able to do as well as he did only speaks to the talent of that horse. So he has been tested. He's gone head to head with horses. He's overcome trouble. So he's really checked all the boxes. Um, and I know I've knocked him along the way as well, just trying to beat him here and there, but he is absolutely a formidable opponent. However, uncle Chuck has been the buzz horse out here for a while. Um, he, I did actually get the chance to speak to Mike Smith about him and he wishes he could, you know, of course, fly in for him. He was his to ride, but is not able to because of the, uh, coronavirus you know, is what they call quarantine it. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And well, <laughs> and for the Los Al Derby too, but I, I watched uncle Chuck's replays and he has both times that he has raced. He's actually switched off to his back to his left lead. So horses come around the turn for any of our listeners that don't know always, or they should on the left lead. Think of it like, you know, you, whatever way you're turning in a car, if you're taking a sharp turn, you kind of lean that way too. It's the same with horses. So they should be on the left lead coming around the left turn. Um, and then they switch over to the right lead, which is a fresh leg for them to run on. Now, both times, I believe it's been within the last eighth and last 16th of the race, he switched over back to the left, which is a sign of a couple of things. It could be greenness in a horse. It can be fatigue in a horse, or it might mean that he spooked at something. So when I watched him in his first race in the maiden special weight race, when Mike rode him, he actually said that there were um, tracks in the, in the track from the tractor. And he actually saw it for about three strides out. And he thought to himself, don't do it, don't do it. And the horse jumped the tracks and then switched back over to the left. But he also was under a nice, easy hand ride. And sometimes those horses, when they get out there and they're in front and they're just kind of doing their thing, they're, they're so relaxed that they, their mind drifts because they're just wandering about. So he's really, really talented. He's been ahead of the group by a lot and he just loses his focus because he knows he's won, he's won already then in the low south derby uh when louis sayas wrote him i actually think he switched leads when he was hit by the right stick because he did go right-handed there right. but he also was so far out in front that again i just think he lost focus so the question to be answered here is when he goes head to head with another horse is he going to be able to dig down stay on the correct lead and and engage with that horse because so far he has been disengaged in the final stages of the race I went back and watched his replays, hoping that Bob would work him in company with somebody so that I could see that from him in the mornings, but he only works alone. So I have not been able to prove that. No, and the, I'm a little bit concerned. Coming the question the question is that they keep on calling this horse Airgate. Well, right, right now, you're going to find out, is he Airgate? I mean, this is it. I mean. Right, the Travers, yeah. This is where Airgate came out. This is where he, uh, you know, this was his just hello That's world. Right. And if he's yeah. Airgate, he's going to show up and – um, and, and look and win this race. I mean, mm -hmm. um, Louie, just out of curiosity, what are the odds right now? Even money on Tisla law. That's and five to five to two on uncle Chuck. Sounds about right. Um, which is hilarious because what was, oh no, never mind. Bellafino was nine to five. I thought she was, uh, odds on, but anyways, um, yeah. yeah so I'm going against both of those horses, not for <laughs> any, no, not for any horse reason, except that it's Saratoga. And I just, I, I'm tired of getting beat by horses that are like third and fourth favorites. Are you taking Max Player? No, I'm going with Cara Caro, um, okay. who ran a second to country grammar last time out at Saratoga. has been training well at Saratoga, ran already at Saratoga. Um, and, Why wouldn't you take country grammar then? Um, I'm just, I'm trying to get 10 to 1 instead of 6 to 1. 
okay. uh, because I'm betting horses across the board at Saratoga this weekend. That's why. Um, okay. No, I'm not. Look, look I, I'm done. I hate Saratoga. Uh, <laughs> I, pretty much everything about it. And so uh, this is my way of just middle finger to Saratoga. So take Cara Caro, whose name in Spanish, by the way, means cute, cute. Okay. And Car- and it was right there with Country Grammar in, in, in the Peter Pan. He I mean, lost by were- a well, and I, if I'm not mistaken, he got bumped and, and was, you know, and I don't know. I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think that there's a good price. I, there. I think especially if you can get double digits on that horse, just go ahead and go across the board. Maybe even like a heavy win show bet it's where you only bet, bet win, only bet show. Um, but uh, no, the heavy show bet here says a lot, right? He'll run third if he, if he doesn't. I'm not doing so. that anymore. I bet $50 <laughs> on Midnight Visu to show and like made it was $52 payoff. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, why waste the fifty dollars? Why risk the fifty bucks? Right? Because gambling. What? What are we? Why? Why are we here? Because gambling. gambling. Louis is what? my favorite kind of degenerate. What are, <laughs> I forgot what it was that you asked. You're like, hey, can you send the Indiana Grand PPs? And then they didn't. And then they didn't load. And he was like, hey, uh, Megan, <laughs> couldn't relax for a second. He was like, I need my fix, man. I need my fix. I waited a half hour. You settled down. <laughs> oh, I did some dishes. I was being a good dad. Oh Whatever. my gosh. So <laughs> but no, I, I look, I want to be really clear. First Saturday in September, Uncle Chuck, Tis the Law, they're at the top of my list. This is Saratoga. It's not it's not real racing. It's some fantasy land on Mars. <laughs> and so let's go with Caracaro here because we're on a fantasy land on Mars. And Javier Castellano jumps up in these races. Let's go. I'm in. Let's go. So Uncle uh, <laughs> Uncle go. Chuck over King Guillermo? Oh, no, no. Uh, King Irma would win this race because it's on Mars. Okay. I mean, let's go. All right. Yeah, let's be real. <laughs> and I'm going to drink. You're damn drink, right. Drink for King Irma. Well, uh, anything else to kind of wrap up the uh, the show real quick? You guys got anything? No, I'm super excited to have a computer uh, working again, and uh, I'm excited to meet you guys. For the first last time. thing, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> last thing that, that we didn't talk about at all um, is that Mike and I plan to be there for the Ellis Park Derby on Sunday. We're hoping. And um, during the show, I actually got a call from Jenny Reese, and so that's probably a good sign. And so, uh, you know, is that a humble brag? Is that, did yeah, I you just got do a that? call from Jenny Reese? Yeah, during the show. Is that a thing? Uh, I just have a little more. I'm going to drink anyways. <laughs> yeah, I have a little bourbon to finish up. So uh, so hopefully Mark, Mark and I will be there on Sunday. Thanks, and, Nick. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark <laughs> and Nick. <laughs> we'll figure it out but uh you know uh holler at us if you're on uh if you're on twitter uh and those questions you're, you're planning to be there on sunday yeah we had a lot of fun uh, answering questions last week but you know if you have a if you have a pick that's off the board for one of these stakes races we'd love to hear that too make sure totally. that you vote in our poll that i put up is a graveyard of champions is a graveyard of favorites mm-hmm. already up on the twitter feed at horse happy hour Eight. and um yeah rolling along having fun excited about right. the ESPN Louisville news and all that. So it's going to be a great, uh, great month up here getting really ready. My neighbors make a lot of noise now, so you should probably go. All right. We'll, uh, we'll let (laughs) Megan get on the road and uh, come to Kentucky. So it'll be good fun. All right. We'll see you all next time. All three of us in one place here on the horse racing happy hour. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning.